Hi, this is Alonzo Bowden with episode 120 of my podcast, Who's Paying Attention? Last week was a live podcast from the L.A. Podcast Festival with a couple of guests. Uh, people seem to like that, so I will do it again. And um, Well, I'll do guests again. I don't know when I'll do the L.A. Podcast Festival again. Maybe next year when they have it again. But anyway, that was fun. I am recording from Salt Lake City. I'm here working at a great club called Wise Guys, and I have to say, Salt Lake City, this is a beautiful place. I mean, the the landscape, the mountains, the the clouds coming over the mountains. Granted, Salt Lake City's um, dominant Mormon culture makes for a few strange things, but overall, I got to say, this is a beautiful place, and I'm having a great weekend, and some people are coming out to shows, and I really appreciate that. And what better place than the Mormon city to start with uh, this podcast? Because we're going to talk a little about religion, just a little. Because the Pope's been here. The Pope has visited the United States this week, and it has been a very interesting visit. And what I mean by interesting is there's been some crazy reactions. First of all, the conservatives who are mad at the Pope, that fascinates me. That fascinates because he's the Pope. And they're mad at him for saying things like, we need to work on climate change and the environment and protect the planet. We need to help refugees from various wars around the world. We need to uh, do something about the income and quality on a global basis where some are so rich and others are so poor and starving. And, you know, just basically Pope stuff, right? That, that's papal to say that we need to help poor people and protect refugees, help those who can't help themselves and protect the planet, save the earth. Like, that's what the Pope's supposed to say. And they're mad at him because of his liberal agenda. Now, granted, the Catholic Church is not without sin. We all know about the, the numerous sex scandals between priests and kids and how rich the Vatican and the Catholic Church is. And some say that money was stolen through uh, various wars, et cetera. It's like, I'm not saying the Catholic Church is per perfect, but how do you get mad at the Pope for saying help poor people and save the planet? It, it is amazing and a surprising, a surprising and beautiful response to this came from a reporter, Shepard Smith, and, you know, he's at Fox News, so is he a reporter or an editorial? Uh, I don't know, but this is... Basically, what he said, um, this is, I'm, I'm going to read a quote from what he said. He said, I think we are in a weird place in the world when the following things are considered political. Five things, I'm going to tick them off. These are the five things on the Pope and our president's agenda. By the way, one of the reasons they're mad at the Pope, because he's visiting President Obama. So, caring for the marginalized and the poor, advancing economic opportunity for all, serving as good stewards of the environment, protecting religious minorities and promoting religious freedom globally, welcoming and integrating immigrants and refugees. And that's political. So, so that's what I'm saying. They're mad about those things, and, and they all seem good. Now, here's where old Shepard Smith's going to get in trouble, because I'm surprised he said that on Fox News and still had a job. Next day, Shepard Smith credited Leonardo DiCaprio for painting the Mona Lisa. Mm. So, 
I don't know, maybe it's the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. But the point is, Shepard Smith was right on this one. They, they're mad at, you know, here's my thing, okay? If you're mad at the Pope, imagine if Jesus showed up, how mad they'd be. What? A Middle Eastern refugee probably has brown skin and is talking about things like the meek shall inherit the earth. You talk about an entitlement program. The meek shall inherit the earth. They'd be livid. Those conservatives would lose their mind if Jesus showed up with his helping the poor and taking care of the sick. And oh, my. Actually, I think they just call him Jesus, say he's a Mexican immigrant and run him out of the country. Just saying, it wouldn't be good if Jesus actually showed up right now. Um, Here's another thing, and some say it is a result of the Pope's speech. Some say it isn't. I don't know. But Speaker of the House, John Boehner, has quit. He just, he said, ah, had enough. (laughs) He's leaving at the end of October. And the reason he's quitting is... He's too moderate for the Republican Party. Once again, the Republicans want to shut down the government. They love that threat. They love, we will shut down the government. They want to shut down the government because of funding for Planned Parenthood. They have this fantasy that Planned Parenthood is all about abortions, and they literally recruit pregnant women to kill their babies and take their brains from the fetuses or something. Listen, I don't know what it is, but here's, here's the thing. Boehner said, we can't keep doing this. He stopped the last time they wanted to shut down the government, because when they shut down the government over Obamacare, it cost $25 billion, and it did absolutely nothing, and the Republicans have been mad ever since. Has Planned Parenthood changed over the past year, two years, four years? No. It's just their latest thing to say no about and get up in arms about and whatever, and Boehner's like, this is ridiculous, and I'm not going along with it. So he's quitting the the scary thing to me, okay, this is it's it's that old saying: the devil you know might be less dangerous than the devil you don't know. If Boehner's quitting because he's not crazy enough for the the Tea Party Republicans, who's going to take his place? Who's going to be the next Speaker of the House? And how crazy is that person going to be? And are we going to be dealing with government shutdowns every six months? Every time they whine and cry like babies and don't get what they want, are they going to shut down the government again? It, it is scary, you know. To give you an example, some of the people happy John Boehner's leaving, uh, the white supremacist groups, you know, these white supremacist so-called political groups or whatever the hell they call themselves that really, really support Donald Trump quite a bit, but they're, they're happy that Boehner's leaving, um, Let's see, one of them, and and I hate going through these. I'm not going to give them uh, a bunch of of publicity, but they they have a name for John Boehner. They call him cuckservative, as in being a cuckold, which is sort of a sexual, not sexual slave, but like a a husband who's forced to watch his wife have sex with other men. That's cuckolding. So they say that that's what... um, Boehner is that you know the Democrats own Boehner because he's committed that sin which is known as compromise. So this these are the things that the New Century Foundation says that John Boehner should have talked about. This is their their thing, and this is why they love Donald Trump. 
because this is, again, this is their quote, whites are objectively more useful to the country than blacks or Hispanics in terms of crime rates, welfare dependency, labor force, productivity, etc. None of that's true. Actually, there are more whites on welfare than any other group. And there's also this, the states that they come from, the South. Did I say that out loud? The South are, are the, the states that beg from the federal government all the time. So anyway, those are the ones. If, when they're happy, Boehner's leaving. I'm not happy, Boehner's leaving. Now, I mentioned that name, when, and you can't, unfortunately, not mention, not talk about good old Donald Trump. Okay, um, in the Republican reality show, also known as their, I don't even, I don't know, the primary, I don't know what it is. But anyway, Scott Walker, just he dropped out, you know, so he's the second one. First it was Rick Perry, now it's Scott Walker. And the latest one that Trump's mad at, he's mad at Rubio. He says that Rubio is too young. He said Rubio's too broke. He said Rubio has a poor stance on immigration. By the way, Rubio's stance on immigration kind of changes depending on um, depending on polls, et cetera, et cetera. But Donald Trump's latest kid feud is with Rubio. So here was an interesting thing, though. What, what does the rest of the world think of us and Donald Trump? Well, um, an interesting article that I was looking at, reports from around the world, what they think of Donald Trump. Obviously, Mexico doesn't like him um, because he said Mexico, he said Mexico is allowing undocumented Latino rapists who bring drugs and crimes, etc. So um, <laughs> they showed a hero punching Donald Trump in the mug on his cover, sort of like a the way we have Captain America beat up Hitler, that's what they have. They have a Mexican hero beating up Donald Trump. Uh, France calls him vulgar and opportunistic. Um, China. <laughs> China talks about his hair. They said the hair is so strange. I thought he photoshopped it at first and so on and so forth. Um, Germany, Germany is kind of upset that that uh, Donald Trump claims to be from Germany, and uh, they call it the Trump Show, and words like weird, egomaniac, egomaniac. They go weird, egomaniac, racist. Yet he leads in the polls. How can that be? That's what the newspaper has. So, so basically, the rest. Oh, one country or continent that does like him. The Australians. <laughs> Why? Because they feel it'll take the heat off their crazy prime minister. So they say Trump would take the heat off of Abbott so no Australian would ever have to print. I'm sorry, I'm, not, I'm talking too fast. I'm reading and talking. Forgive me. They said Trump would take the heat off of Abbott, which is their prime minister, so that no Australian ever needs to pretend to be a New Zealander again. <laughs> so... The world is fascinated by Donald Trump. The world is not impressed by Donald Trump. Uh, I think it's kind of funny. Um, I, you know, I have a theory about Donald Trump and why Donald Trump is so popular in America because the bar has been lowered. Because, and when I when I say the bar has been lowered, the the American, yeah, the dumbing down of America. We can call it that. You know, this past week I had two experiences that, that just 
I, I don't, I, sometimes I get mad, but deep, both of these, I just laughed. At one time, I was at a restaurant. My order was $14 and some change, maybe 10 cents. So I gave the cashier $24.10. That's a 20 and four singles. And he gave me back a five and five singles. And I said, well, the reason I gave you $24 was so you could give me back a 10. And he looked at me and said, oh, wow. That, that bar is kind of low at the cash register. Another moment, I went to a Starbucks, and you, you've heard of Starbucks. They make coffee. They brew coffee. Keyword in that sentence, brew. I went to a Starbucks, and the guy looked at me and said, the brewer's down. That was it. The brewer's down. You're Starbucks. You brew coffee. Like, that's all you do. I said it. I tweeted it. I truly believe it. I've never been in a McDonald's when they said the fryer's down. And if the fryer was down, I imagine they'd have someone fixing it. If I go into Starbucks and the brewer's down, I want to see a guy in an orange vest, an emergency brewer guy trying to fix the brewer. Or here's an idea, two brewers. Yeah, how about that? Maybe we get two brewers. That way, if one breaks, the other one will take over. I don't know. Maybe it's me. But I think that's the kind of thing. Like, that's where the bar is lowered. By the way, these these workers were not illegal aliens or immigrants or anything else, so slow down on that. But anyway, I think, like, with that level, that's why Donald Trump works, because Donald Trump just talks, you know, in his argument with Rubio, in his Twitter feud. And isn't it a shame that a presidential election is reduced to a Twitter feud, sort of like Drake and, and whoever, the rap feud? Uh, so Rubio said that Trump is mad because he has no knowledge of the issues and he only speaks in the, on the issues in 10-second sound bites. Really, Marco, you just noticing that? Because we kind of noticed that from the first day Trump said he was running and he was going to win, and he's going to win so much that America is going to get tired of winning, whatever that means. So that, that's where we're at. That's the latest. Oh, Carly Fiorina. Carly, they say she did well in the last debate. And Carly's great until you actually look at her records and look at how much Hewlett-Packard's stock dropped while she was CEO. I, you know, you these two, you have Trump and Fiorina bragging about them being CEOs and running businesses. Trump bankrupted numerous casinos. Carly presided over HP while the stock dropped. Now, granted, other tech stocks dropped, but no tech stock dropped 52%. And while it dropped 52%, Carly paid herself $100 million. So, you know, good luck. I've said it before. I'm saying it again. I'm sticking to it. To the moderate, intelligent Republican, to the, the kind of Republican that understood that John Boehner had to compromise, to the kind of Republican who understood that maybe it's not a good idea to shut down the government every September because you're a whiny baby who didn't get what you want and didn't get to shut down some program that actually helps people, to that, good luck, because you got nobody. You got nobody. Um, okay, a couple of really quick ones we're going to talk about. I mentioned immigrants. Well, you know something? You might be an immigrant right here in the good old U.S. of A. You know why? Because, <laughs> and I have to laugh, there are four states from which you may need a passport to get on a plane. 
apparently in 2005, they came up with the, the Real ID Act. This is when we were all crazy over 9-11 and there was going to be a new act every week, you know, Patriot Act and blah, blah, blah. So the Real ID Act had to do with standards for state driver's licenses. And there were four states that didn't meet the standard for these driver's licenses. Um, I'm looking for the names of the four states. I know New York is one of them. Um, New York, Minnesota, Louisiana, and New Hampshire. They didn't meet the enhanced ID. So now, the way that law is working, in order to travel on an airplane next year, people from these states may have to carry a passport because their driver's license isn't good enough. That's going to be a great moment. I can't wait till you try to stop people at JFK, one of the busiest airports in the world, say, hey, your New York driver's license isn't good enough. Really? TSA should just stand for the stupid agency because a policy like that is ridiculous, and somebody should know it. Now, I I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how this is going to play out. Supposedly, they've notified the people, but if you don't, you know, and again, this is like any ID. The big problem is money. Sorry, but a lot of people don't just have $110 to get a passport. Plus, to have to get a passport to travel in the United States is ridiculous. Okay, I'm going to say it again. To have to get a passport to travel within the United States is ridiculous. If if you have a state driver's license, it's got your picture and your name and your address, etc. You, you, you need a birth certificate, something to get that, don't you? I guess not. I don't know, so we'll see how, how that plays out. But uh, I guess if you fly as much as me, you better get ready to get into longer lines starting in January. Um, speaking of passports and immigrants, and good, you know, <laughs> if the South wasn't so crazy, it would actually be entertaining. Um, they're upset again. They're scared. They're nervous. South Carolina, they got some things going on. South Carolina is worried that, I'm, and I'm not making this up. <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing, but it sounds so ridiculous to me. South Carolina is worried about being taken over by Syrian refugees. Yeah, that's their, that's their latest thing, that the Syrians are coming. Um, I think there are 25 Syrian <laughs> refugees in South Carolina, but they're holding their town hall meetings. And I'm, I'm sorry, I'm looking for this article I'm having trouble finding it because Wi-Fi in this particular hotel kind of sucks. So, oh man, this is really bugging me that I don't have this up and in front of me right now. But I'm going to get it for you. I'm, just bear with me. Yeah, a possible wave of Syrian refugees in the northwest corner. Hey, has anyone else upgraded to the new iOS system from Apple? on your portable devices, your iPhone, your iPad, etc. I don't know who at Apple looks at their operating system, looks at various things and says, yeah, that works a little too well. We're going to have to screw that up. And they've, they've done it. They've managed to screw this up royally. So now an article that I saved becomes impossible to find. Thank you for your help, Apple. Okay, so here it is. Um, in Duncan, South Carolina... Patriotic songs played. The John Birch Society had their uh, literature table. Lauren Martell, a lawyer from Hilton Head, told a crowd of 200 that there were 
25 Syrian refugees already living amongst them. And the Muslims call it a migration. They don't plan to assimilate. They don't plan to take on our culture. They plan to change the American way of life. Now, <laughs> here's why I keep laughing, okay? First of all, none of Syria's 4 million refugees have been resettled in South Carolina, okay? Um, there are 32 Syrian refugees in South Carolina, and they, they happen to be Christians who are fleeing Myanmar and the Democratic Republic of Congo, okay? So Christians from the Congo mean that Syrians are about to take over South Carolina. How do they have enough time to worry about this? And of course, they have elected officials who are on board. Trey Gowdy, Republican whose district is part of the upstate region where they had this meeting and leads the House Select Committee investigating Benghazi. And why wouldn't he be investigating Benghazi? He said the federal government did not sufficiently coordinate with local officials for allowing the current crop of refugees to arrive. Here they come. Here they go. Look, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know what you say to this. I don't know how you deal with this. You, South Carolina is worried about Syrians coming in and taking over. We've got 25 refugees from the Congo 25 Christians from the Congo here, which means the Syrians will be here any moment. You know something? I'm, maybe they're right. Maybe they're right. Maybe it's time I get on board, and, and maybe I can hold a town hall meeting, and we can start worrying about Martians from Pluto taking over the planet. Oh, they're already amongst us. There, there's a movie coming out, Martians, all right? And we saw E.T. Yeah, they've probably already taken over Hollywood. Star Wars, you see how they are. They can... They can, oh, what about X-Men? Maybe it's mutants. Yeah, maybe mutants are taking over the planet. South Carolina, the South, God bless you. I don't know. I don't know how you hold a reasonable debate with, the, with this. How do, you, how do you talk reasonably to people who say that the Syrian refugees are taking over and going to change our way of life? You know something, if, if these town meetings are our way of life, maybe we do need someone to change our way of life. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to completely shift gears right now. And look, you want to talk about the American way of life? No, I'm not shifting gears, as a matter of fact. I'm going to talk about the American way of life, because what is America's about? America's about baseball. That's right. And, and we needed a little good news, and I needed some good news and the great news is in baseball. There's three teams heading into the baseball playoffs that haven't been there in a while, and it could be great, okay? The Toronto Blue Jays are going back to the playoffs for the first time in 22 years. The Chicago Cubs, that's right, the Chicago Cubs are going to the playoffs. The Chicago Cubs have a shot, and it looks like my New York Mets didn't melt down, and they're going. So that's great. Baseball is going to be great. Some new blood in the playoffs. It won't be the same teams. It won't be. Yeah, some of the same teams will be there. The Yankees and Dodgers looks like they'll make it, but it won't be Atlanta again and San Francisco again and so on and so forth. So it could be fun. It could be a great distraction. And finally, I'm going to close this podcast with a sad story because we have lost someone. And again, when you talk about America and Americana, we have lost a true American icon and an American hero and, and a guy you couldn't help but love. 
sadly, Yogi Berra passed away this past week. And we, we all know Yogi Berra as the catcher from the Yankees and a manager. And But mostly we know Yogi for his quotes. Yogi, Yogi said some of the most brilliant things. So um, one of the great Yogi, <laughs> yeah, it gets late early out there. Uh, that, that was a good one. But Yogi, we are absolutely going to miss you. There, there's no one like you. I hope you get into heaven, Yogi. I hope there's a heaven and I hope you go. And I'm going to throw in one of your quotes because Yogi always said that, oh man, nobody goes there anymore. It's too crowded. Well, I hope heaven isn't too crowded, Yogi, and I hope you go. It ain't over till it's over and, and it is over. Yogi Berra, rest in peace. My name's Alonzo Bowden. This was my podcast, Who's Paying Attention? Thank you for taking some time out to listen. Uh, This coming week, I'm going to be on another episode of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, which is being recorded live in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Tuesday night, I'm going to be at the Laugh Factory in Hollywood, which is um, my favorite club. That's that's the 29th. I'm going to be there. And the first week of October, I'm heading back to Canada. I'm going to be doing the Edmonton Comedy Fest um, October 8th, 9th, and 10th. So that's it. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening.